I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Box Set Pod. It's nice to be back. It's nice to be talking about TV again uh, after I visited Banff in Canada, which was very cold and very beautiful uh, and also since then it came back and Jamie knows my rabbit Minnie he once made a YouTube video about her which has got 1.7 thousand views unfortunately we had to put Minnie down this week Aww. been very sad seven year pet and uh, the best pet ever beautiful And that's it for tonight. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah. I hope we didn't bum you out too much. This evening we're going to talk about... Well, the, um, there's a new format launched. Apple TV has now got its own studios, Apple TV+. Plus. We've got The Crown is back. Morning Show and For All Mankind are a couple of things on the new Apple TV. We'll mention that. Watchmen, Dark Materials. Uh, I want to mention BoJack. Anything I've missed there that you want to discuss, fellows? Well, D- Disney's launched their platform as well in the States. Disney. Let's mention Disney as well. So, uh, where to begin? Well, let's start with Apple TV, shall we? So, uh, if you've got yeah. an Apple TV, right. great to use. Great. But let's just, talk, let's, yeah, let's just talk about the interface. Mm. Uh, before mm. we go into the, what content they've got, which, okay. by the way... There's not much on there at the moment, quite sparse. Well, that's mm. the thing, isn't it? Is It's like uh, uh, Apple TV itself, like the box you can buy, I love, and I will love it forever. It's so easy to use. You can have all your Netflix and your Now TV and your normal channels on there. It's just brilliant. I love it. Now, Apple TV how, Plus... How long have you had it for, just out of interest? Uh, the, a few years now, so I've gone through a couple of, you know, generations of it. And it's, um, Are you on the latest generation then? I think so. It's number four, I think three or four. Um, mm. And you can just talk into the remote, you know. Open Netflix and put the crown on, and it's on. It's it's just great. There's no faffing around, changing inputs and stuff when you go from thing to thing. It's it's just a, a pleasure to use. Really, it's as good to use as Netflix is. You know how Netflix is just easier to use than like now TV and stuff they've just got it right they've got the interface right it's really nice but this is something else this is an app within Apple TV called Apple TV Plus just like Netflix or whatever this is their offering to the world right of well studios. from someone from someone outside the Apple world mm. just using it on a PC mm. using the Apple interface the Apple TV interface it's shit and uh, you, is, is that done through iTunes then on, on normal PC there's just you can go well uh, you know you can just go onto Apple TV like if you just dot uh, apple so web dot com right. slash UK and it's rubbish like it never remembers where you were in the oh, program you were watching no. it's fucking annoying <laughs> um, sometimes during an episode it'll just stop working and so you'll have to refresh it and then you have to find exactly where you were because of course it doesn't remember where you were oh, so that sounds rough 
really annoying but to then use. are you still using your 150 pound laptop uh yes how will right Right. Well, you know, a lot, there's a lot more people like me out there than you. Right? There's a lot more people out there with their 150 pound laptops that just want an easy life. And you know what? Netflix gives you a bloody easy life. I don't know why Apple just can't go, okay, so we're great at a lot of things, but can we not just learn from other people every now and then? Because Netflix are doing this quite well. Okay, they're quite annoying in some ways too, but they do get a lot of things right when it comes to just watching things in this format. Yeah. It sounds like they're using it as a way to lure you towards their platform as well. Maybe. Yeah. But traditionally, I mean, you can't really accuse Apple as a company of traditionally being, uh, like, back of the pack in terms of making things easy to use, can you? No, UI is kind of their speciality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. I mean, well, for, the, for, the, for the effort that it takes, I mean, go on eBay and buy an old Apple TV for 50 quid, and it'll be easy forever, and you'll have Netflix and everything on it. How about that? Okay. All right, I'm just saying that it's been a horrible experience to use, but now let's talk about well, the actual content they've got. Well, there. just before you move to the content... The, uh, and on that subject, I suppose the even on that, it is a lot like opening iTunes. So because it's Apple, you open it, and yes, along the top you've got um, some of their new productions, which are specific to you know it's their productions. But they also then have you know immediately beneath it in the other offerings, you've still got your sort of iTunes stuff. So six ninety nine to get this, or and if you're paying the four ninety nine a month for Apple TV, it just feels like an odd interface it feels like a weird thing that essentially they've made a handful of stuff and everything else is stuff you can buy we can talk about the handful of stuff and how good that is but it still seems to be a long way off being like netflix and 4.99 seems acceptable if not slightly expensive for the five shows that it seems like you might be interested yeah in, you know yeah and but don't get me wrong these shows are clearly they invested heavily in mm. the original content they've created which we can talk about as well let's start with the morning show mm. um i've watched all the episodes so far matthew have you watched any no i haven't got onto apple tv plus at all I, i've got nothing yet Right. So set up the morning show for Matt then. Let me me just tell you where I've been. Mm. I've been without internet for three weeks. (laughs) Oh. That's tough. On the the 25th of October, um, I came home and uh, my internet was down. I did the restart of the router, all the usual stuff. Nothing worked. Um, And we went away for the weekend. We went to Manchester, in fact. uh, Oh, what did you say? Well, you know, I was going to a wedding. I was staying at a hotel. I, you know, I didn't think I'd have any time for you, Hal. I'm afraid. <laughs> I, I guess you could have turned up at the wedding with your dictaphone and freaked everyone out. But um, <laughs> I thought maybe let's not do that. I don't have a dictaphone. Um, Carry on. You do, and you shoved it in my face the one time we met. Um, oh. You did in that restaurant in Kentish Town. You just the first thing you did was start recording what I was saying, and it was like, what? is this little troll um it was my iphone (laughs) yeah carry on fine uh then on sunday i reported it and a virgin engineer came out me the face of virgin oh yeah um mistreated like this i know and basically like my underground cable had been damaged and they said to me the next the next time we can get someone out is in three weeks time 
and I spent a week calling every kind of Virgin customer services to try and get it pushed up oh, to try and get something else in the interim. Like, you know, they sell these fucking mobile hotspots, which just like give you 4G because I don't get shit all connection on my mobile phone network in my house. Mm-hmm. So I have been in the goddamn dark ages for three weeks. Oh, and oh. let me tell you, if there is anyone in your life who says, oh man, you just need to disconnect, just like get rid of all your devices, mm-hmm. get rid of all your screens. They are lying to you yeah. and they want to hurt you. Yeah. They want to damage you in some way because it is awful. It is like being in a goddamn desert. Yeah. <laughs> it is unpleasant. You can't do anything. I I hated every second of it and I will never do it again. And it was like having it was like having a helmet taken off when you've been in space or something. That's what it felt <laughs> like when I like when oxygen is being slowly drained. I'm like Sandra Bullock in gravity, just gasping for those last little molecules of oxygen that are still in the cabin and then someone opened it up and it was like <gasps> This is a, <sighs> this sounds like a great pilot for a new TV series, you know. I can see the series ending with Matt at a local news agent trying to buy porn magazines. Furious. <laughs> I don't think you can even get him. He <laughs> tried. Um, it is dreadful. Um, and let me just say, I, I spent three months over summer with our virgin internet dropping out every 10 minutes or so. And I am with you, Matthew, in terms of Virgin Media's customer service department, which is overseas most of the day. It, oh God, is, it really is horrendous. Horrendous. There like, was a point on Friday when they were actually supposed to come and do the fixing of it where they were late um, and they, they'd given me a slot of 8 till 1 and I called them the second uh, 101 saying where the fuck are you yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I was put through to a succession of different people one of whom then said I'm going to call the area dispatcher and they should get back to you in 48 hours <laughs> and that that was the point oh. because I, 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 I know what it's like I've been in I've worked in call centres yeah. that was the point where I was like I cannot hold this in any longer yeah. and I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid to say I started shouting at the person and did you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I did. I was like, I was just like, there is no fucking way that I am waiting another day to have this done. Someone is coming to do this today. Yeah. And <laughs> eventually the van turned up while I was on the phone, so I just hung up on him. But uh, <laughs> 48 hours. That's it. Oh. And it is like it's been every step of the way, it's like it's been written to test you. And oh you God, it was awful. Just push it down, push it down every day for like a month when you're trying to deal with them. It's horrendous, horrendous. And I, tw- I was tweeting them as well, saying, uh, "I can't believe this is happening." All this stuff, and their their bullshit um, yes. customer service t- Twitter service were getting back to me saying, "Oh, I'm sorry to hear about that. Have you tried this? What about this?" Try and turning I'll, it uh, on and off, and and did you get the helpful customer service thing where the, you get a message saying, "For your ease." This um, chat box won't expire, and our agent will get back to you, but you can go about your day, which essentially means there might be three hours before you get a reply on there. Anyway, yeah. it yeah. oh, it's just... I mean, once when Virgin Media, when their service is running, it's excellent. It their is, yeah. customer service is fucking awful, and I've got the evidence for it, so come on, Virgin, sort your shit out. 
I was quite pleased then that the the last tweet I sent to them was um, just been reconnected. First thing I do is googling Sky Broadband deals. Adios. Yep. Oh, oh nice, good bird. And good Sky bird. are doing some uh, some very nice Black Friday deals at the moment with good good sports packages and stuff. But. Um, well, I don't want to leave Virgin. I just want them to give me a reason to stay. Well, let me say again: if you have an Apple TV box, you don't need any TV packages. All you need is the internet, and everything is on that box for you. So, if you want to look for broadband-only deals, plus the price of an Apple TV box, which is about two hundred quid for a new one, it's they don't do yeah, sport, sorry. mate. Ah, ah, ah. Although Now TV do, so... Oh, know, there you go, so you can top up on the Now TV thing, yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, the morning show. Jamie, set it up. What's it about? Yeah. Well, it's kind of... Um, it's very much sort of been made within the Me Too era. Um, it's about a breakfast show in America. Uh, not unlike the Today Show in America and not unlike the story that unfolded on that show when one of their presenters, Matt Lauer, I think he's called, got yeah. in trouble for indecent behaviour with a, with a former staffer. That's kind of the loosely what this is based on. It's a morning show. And Steve Carell. That's Steve Jennifer Carell. Aniston and Steve Carell. We lost Jamie oh, yeah. for a moment there. Correct. All right. Yeah. Steve Carell is accused and fired from the show because of his potential misconduct. Uh, and uh, Reese Witherspoon is a reporter at a local um, TV station who's struggling, and somehow all these words, worlds collide, and she ends up joining the potential new breakfast show with Jennifer Aniston. And, and yeah, that's how it starts. That's the basic premise, and it's a pretty crazy, dramatic first episode. How far into it are you, Howell? Yeah, I'm up to the latest episode as well. Um I want to just talk first, just just briefly about episode one, okay. right? Because episode one was one of the worst pieces of TV I've probably seen in a long time. Couldn't wow. it was? Couldn't disagree more. It was oh. absolutely horrendous. Why? It was really badly written. Everyone was hysterical and shouting at each other for an entire hour. Right. Some of the dialogue was so. It was so bad. It was so too on the nose with like this whole. It was just I, honestly like those scenes where I, I think Steve Carell is a really good actor, mm -hmm. but he's been totally miscast. What? In this role. Totally miscast. He isn't. <laughs> he hasn't got that side that you need to have for a sleazy, but kind of charming presenter. That's not who. I just don't think he's pulling it off. What no, mood were first. you in when you when you watched this? No, show? I was ready to I was ready to enjoy this show. I was ready to I loved the cast. They spent a fortune making it. You know, it's meant to have cost two hundred million dollars to make. Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston are meant to be getting two million dollars an episode. Whoa, that's wow. you know this is big money. Um, but and I was really disappointed. Like that first episode that came out, and I was like, this, that was shit. And, wow. But the weird thing well, was, tell me your first one. <laughs> tell me your first episode experience, Hell. I absolutely, I'm not. I, I was not going to sit here and say this is one of the best pieces of TV I've ever seen. I'm going to say that about something else tonight. But uh, in no way, I didn't have any criticisms of it. I thought that it was 
I, th- I think Steve Carell's brilliantly cast because the way that I think that they've done it and the way that I think this has gone is it is not 100% male-hating. There are, there, the interesting thing is them exploring the different arguments within Me Too and I don't want to give anything away, but essentially Steve Carell, what Steve Carell's character did, if there's a scale, is not at Jimmy Savile's end of the scale. And he, it, part of it is us trying to figure out whether what he did was so bad and him also trying to figure out what he is and and how bad he's been and what what he's done that was wrong and stuff so there's a scene jamie where he's talking to another guy who is publicly hung in the me too movement yeah and martin short yeah and there's this sort of realization martin short's in it yeah just, yeah yeah it just plays this one part and there's this and it's this brilliant conversation where you see steve carell going uh, uh realizing there's a difference between him and the other guy sort of realizing well it's right that that guy's been done and almost you're following him on this journey that perhaps is almost like well then is it right that i was done for what i did so there's uh you know i'm quite i'm i'm still very annoyed at the moment that every film and tv show that comes out now was being written in the me too in, in the height of me too and you get a lot of really annoying on the nose dialogue that is um uh, I'm not against anything to do with female actors or female leads, but the, a lot of on-the-nose dialogue where the writers have written lines like, as a woman, so a sentence will start with, as a woman, I don't think this is... Fe-, and stuff like that. So it, you can see them kind of uh, being uh, handling it on in different ways. This, I think, is handled really well because you... The reason it's Steve Carell is that you do like Steve Carell and you are trying to figure out they don't tell you what he's done in the first episode you don't, I don't, I don't think can I just I say just a couple of things I tell you, sorry yeah, go, Matt. can I just say a couple of things about what you just said Al just, just because I haven't seen any of this but I just want to say that I don't think um, writing in the Me Too era means man hating and I also That's don't think that's not what I said that, um, well, no, you said... Uh, that isn't start, what I said, said that and this is the problem. No, listen, listen what you said was, th- this is not all man-hating. And I'm just saying I don't think that um, to, to write about this stuff so it means man-hating. And Neither also, um, Jimmy Savile is, is not me too. That's a, a very different thing. Um, and so I just, just wanted to mention those things because I don't think... Uh, I just don't think you chose your words very carefully there. Great. Thank you, Matthew. So I think that Jimmy Savile is part of a, a picture that we've seen in the last decade where celebrities have been found out to have been doing some a range of very bad things, and the Me Too movement is part of that, and I apologise for that. However, what I'm talking about is just the difference between really good writing and really not good writing. So mm. when we talked about um, the thing with Merritt Weaver in recently, I said I really love that because it was um, there were some strong female leads without having to say that the lines I am a strong female lead or without um, self-consciously narrating about the fact that they're a woman instead it was just being a character which is how you you know if the argument is we're going to change the world by representing people on TV that haven't traditionally been represented in certain roles that's great when that's done really well and then there's stuff like I I watched um, it really I love the film uh, about um, Cheney 
Vice. Vice. And that's a good example where there's literally a line in it where um, uh, Cheney's wife says to him in 1950 or whatever, literally says the words, I am a woman and as a woman I cannot go out to work. You need to do this. And it's like this expositional explaining to the audience that we're, we're, we're on the right side here. There's just no need for those words. The characters doing the business and everything else they're saying. So, the, yeah, it's not... I'm not being at all anti-anything. I don't want to worry about what I say. This is, this is me saying... I am a good human being. Hey, listen, I don't... I, no, 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 not I'm about, not saying you should worry I, I don't, about what you say. It's just about how you come, how it comes across. Because it's... it's um, I, I just don't want you to sound like you're against it, because I don't think you are. Good. Good. Uh, um, the, the, regardless of the Me Too side, that, that obviously is something that, for you, how I would feel... That, for me, that wasn't the first episode anyway. The first episode for me was terrible writing because it was just so everyone was over the top it had one tone it had one level and it was everyone was shouting at each other but isn't that 60 because, minutes but isn't that, that that's what was happening it was like it was meltdown of the biggest tv show in america and you're of course, right and, and, you can, the and, you can, and they were showing that but that is that is that exactly what would happen in that situation i don't think it would be like that i thought i think there was no nuance whatsoever the only character and billy kudrup is very good in this show actually is like the the new kind of uh, exec who's coming to the world and he's he's yeah, not part of the culture snake. that's come before it yeah. and he was the only one who had a different tone who was like oh finally someone who's not shouting like for the entire episode i was just i was, I was that's because so he's the snake who's playing the long game and, and i just think it was poorly mm-hmm. written that it made everybody shout at each other like i just thought Sweet. that was also, can I, going back to sorry uh, to um, the role uh, that um, Steve Carell plays. Mm. Me and Lauren were talking about this. My wife, the perfect person for that role mm. would have been Brian Bloody Cranston. He would have absolutely nailed the shit out of that role. And that's the perfect person. You've got to watch this show, Matt, and see who, who, what you think. But well, I was going to say, should, we, should we come back to this next time when I can uh, when I can weigh in and I can uh, just put this to bed? Yeah, yeah, some, yeah. Do that. Well, remember, Jamie, this is this is a this is a daytime morning TV show, and I wouldn't have bought that Cranston was the host of that, uh, and I would have immediately thought he definitely did something terrible. Whereas the, the Cranston's smooth as hell. The he's, trick he's with this, can be. Steve, Steve Thingamid Bob is essentially a Philip Schofield type. You're forgetting about Cranston pre Breaking Bad. You're forgetting about Malcolm mm. in the Middle, Cranston. Yeah, he's capable. Same sort of. Uh, yeah. Um, Okay. Inoffensive and unthreatening character. Okay, so yeah. if he hadn't have been in Breaking Bad, then maybe. But Let, yeah, yeah, I do want to caveat this with one thing. That's the first episode. I have watched every episode since, and it's got better. And it's got a lot better. So that's why I'm pleased, and that's why I'm almost angrier about the first episode because I can totally understand why people will watch episode one and go, "I am not watching this." But if you do stick with it it actually does get very, very good. And you brought up episode two with Steve Carell and Martin Short having that conversation. That was a lot better. But there are scenes with Steve Carell where he's in intimate, mo- he's in moments with, with Jennifer Aniston where you think, this should be more, this should feel a little bit more threatening and it should feel a bit more uncomfortable. And I think Carell doesn't have that edge to him. No, but that's the, the point. 
the, that's the no, point, no, 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 no. I get no, no. I don't think it is the point, Hal. I think that the, the character that they're trying to portray, a Matt Lauer type, who I've watched on YouTube yeah. recently quite a bit, he is a character that you, has that sleazy charm, and I don't think Steve Carell has well, that kind maybe, of. Maybe, maybe it's coloured because you've seen Matt Lauer. I don't know who that is. N- but no, because I was, I wasn't feeling even before I saw him. It, I wasn't really getting the idea that Steve. It felt like Matt. It felt like the character of Michael Scott from uh, The Office was just a little bit being a little no, bit weirder. I don't think so. I think it's darker than that. But uh, hey. Matt can watch it. I, I, I just think that the, Jennifer Aniston's kind of our main protagonist in this, and the story for her is that her partner, the closest thing in a way that she's got to a husband, has been taken off this show. And the, the longer it goes on, the more it's kind of about that wrench. So th- this is the equivalent of, in 2015, Jamie, it, it, me finding out that you had to be sacked from our show because you'd been up to no good or something it's got to feel like that surprising without him being so squeaky clean that he's peter pan that's how i see yeah. it anyway well yeah no that's that that is exactly the way it's meant to i just don't buy Carell in the role but yeah we'll see what you think matt give it a go it yeah, does get better and i do think it's a good show i just think that they threw so much shit at that first episode almost scared that it wouldn't be good and it feels like slightly hysterical I bought every second. I think it would be that. Can we mental. move on from it now? Um, For All Mankind is another TV series on Apple TV Plus. Have either of you watched any of that? No. Um, this Sorry, is. I'm not on Apple Plus. Yeah. I'll give this thirty seconds. Then this is an alternative future. What if America weren't first to the moon? So it's all factually correct up till that point and Russia are first on the moon so it's how history may have played out differently if that had happened and um, it's very well made again a lot of money's obviously gone into it it's well acted it's good there's just a again it's something I'd be really interested in you to watch him because I'm going to carry on watching it but when you're telling an alternative an alternative reality to now it's just so difficult to get your teeth into it because like NASA stuff and the space race stuff is fundamentally interesting because it's true and it was a crazy time. Once you take that into fiction, but sort of parallel in our actual life, it becomes, it's just, it's hard to get your heart and soul into it. Yeah, but, but I mean, the man in the, I watched The Man in the High Castle, which is a similar yes. idea yeah. on Amazon. And for the first two seasons I really did enjoy that it did work as a concept but that ran out of steam so maybe it's just as a Mm. as an idea Mm. it doesn't have enough legs and I'm not sure well I mean I've not watched it though but I might give it a go see what it's like okay okay well Matthew's had to keep his mouth shut for so long what do you want to talk (laughs) about Matt um his dark materials okay not watched it yes go on I've watched it (laughs) Um, are you a fan of the writing, Howell, Jamie? What, I uh, am. Oh, that's yeah. oh, it's uh, Philip Pullman stuff, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, right, no, um, I've hardly read any of his stuff. I'm halfway through one of his books, but um, sell it to me. What, what's the? Give me the first episode. On uh, I am not here to sell it to you. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a big fan of the books. Um, the the movie adaptation that they started doing was pretty piss poor. Mm. Um, and I'm not 
I can't say I'm much more impressed with the with the TV series th- thus far. I think it's it's got room to grow, um, but what, I'm I'm worried that they're they're rushing it and that they haven't set up the universe well enough. Oh dear. Um, do you know the premise, Hal? No. So this is this is set in quite literally a, a sort of parallel universe, um, in which it, which is the same world as ours, but there are various different things. Um, it's got a kind of bit more magic and mystery feel to it, but um, there's still modern conveniences. People travel around in airships rather than cars, um, uh, but uh, it's it's set in modern day Oxford and London. Okay. But in the kind of more, I don't know, retro feeling parts of it, and uh, humans have this embodiment of their spirit that ah, travels around an animal, them, which is yeah? literally like a spirit animal. Yeah, ah. they call it. They call them demons in That's the right. uh, in the show, and uh, there's this kind of overarching ruling uh, church class called the Magisterium. Um, and some strange shit is going on where kids are going missing. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, James McAvoy is playing this Lord Asriel character. I can't remember the name of the actress who's playing Lyra um, Bellacqua, um, but she was in Logan. Oh, right. oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I've not seen her before, but I really liked her, yeah. And... Um, and then you've got Ruth Wilson playing Mrs. Coulter and uh, a host of other actors in smaller parts. Um, Ruth Wilson's the star of the show for me so far. She's doing a really good job, I think. Um, but overall, I'm not impressed with the script or the pacing or the Ooh. rest of the cast. What about you, Jamie? I'm actually quite enjoying it. I mean, I've read um, the first two books. Um, and How did love- you not read the third, Jamie? How did you not read the well, third? Yeah, I don't know. I got distracted, but I'm going to go back definitely now. I've really, I'm really sort of tucked into this series. I'm enjoying it. I, I, I love the world. Uh, I love yeah. demons. I mean, and Lauren, my wife, is a massive, huge Philip Pullman fan, and uh, she's really getting into it as well. And and um, yeah, it's taking a f- it's taking a few different turns, isn't it, than the books? But you know, that's understandable. And I'm interested to know how many series they're going to make out of the the books. Whether they will, they'll just go one series per book, or they'll stretch it out. Maybe I don't know. But judging from the pace they're moving, I'd say that's sort of what they're looking at: one series per book. So yeah. is it Northern Lights, the first book? That's correct. Yeah. yeah that's... Otherwise known as the Golden Compass. Okay, that's the one I started and left. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't like it, or no? It just uh, to be honest, I was reading it at a bad time of life, and it reminds me of mm. a bad time of life. So I haven't picked it up again, but yeah. perhaps I will. Well, I'd be interested to see your thoughts on the show without having read the book, actually, because um, some of what like the the breakneck pace that, at which they're rattling through it. Mm. To me, I would think if I hadn't read the books and I wasn't otherwise interested in it, I would have dropped this like a hot potato. Oh dear! Oh yeah. uh, dear! Okay. All right. Yeah, it's funny. I, I'm really enjoying it. I'm, um, and yeah, I mean, I really like. I, I think she's doing a great job. You know, Ruth Wilson is brilliant, and there's some great um, Anne McDuff's in it as well. She's great, and yeah. Daphne Keane, who plays Lyra. You know, that's the key, isn't it? Really, that role, and she. I think she's doing a really good job, and she's really kind of 
making I've this... been disappointed by her because I, uh, oh, I, right. I mean obviously she didn't really speak in Logan but she sort of gave a good performance oh, and wow. uh, I don't think she's been uh, I mean uh, you know who am I to say but it seems like there's a problem with the direction and the kind of time they're spending on it because yeah. I think they're just rattling through a lot of these scenes and um, it, it, it doesn't really make an awful lot of cogent sense it's like it, it feels a bit disjointed and a bit rushed that's what I think well, we're not finding much um, no, a, a many no. things to agree on tonight, although the common factor is Jamie. I think he may have finally lost his taste in Contrarians. Maybe that's it. Um, so, Dark Materials, that was. Um, I want to... Uh, well, Watchmen is the other one that Matt wants to talk about, and it's another one that I haven't watched. Um, Watchmen is a, is a comic book. Another comic booker, yeah? It is, yeah. The, so, Watchmen so, was why a... Should I, why should I bother? Why should I bother? Um, again, oh. I'm not necessarily here to advocate <laughs> for it. Well, I, I, okay. I, I've only seen the first episode of uh, of this new series. Um, uh, the, the the graphic novel that it's all based off, Watchmen, is uh, a really wonderful piece of work. Um, uh, it was, I think, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not a comic book aficionado, but I, I think it's roundly regarded as one of the one of the better graphic novels ever written. Yeah, and I, and I was going to ask Matt because I've read the novel, but and I've watched the film, and I was wondering, like, if you haven't read the novel, you don't. If you haven't previously experienced any of the Watchmen world in a, in like a, the the graphic novel or the film, is is it something you could go into without that that knowledge? Honestly, I don't know yet because the first episode was so baffling. Um, <laughs> To, to even someone who had seen all those things, it like felt that there were very few links. There were there there were a couple of things. There was a reference to Doctor Manhattan and the character of Ozymandias is in it, um, and a couple of other references that I noticed th- throw, thrown around. But generally speaking, they introduced so many new ideas in the first episode of this thing, and so many uh, and so many went un- unexplained. And I kind of like that. I like being behind the curve as an audience member. I like feeling like I have to work to understand what's going on. Mm. But, um, uh, like, if they don't pull some of this stuff together in the second episode, and I'm going to go and binge it, like, in, in, in the next couple of days and get through the next three or four that have been released while I've been in the Dark Ages. Mm. Um, but uh, it was certainly interesting and compelling, viewing, very well made, uh, very interestingly shot and... Um, uh, and sort of put together um and i'm very very curious to see where it goes but there's this idea basically i'll just quickly set it up for you the idea is it's set in the not too distant future like maybe 20 30 years something like that and um the police have been targeted by this kind of group called the um the seventh cavalry um so now police where masks wherever they go and their identities are kept completely secret um and the cavalry have sort of disappeared into the into myth sort of thing um but they're they're coming back is the is the sense that that's going on and they're um it's 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 very very dark looking uh quite violent and um I don't know. It's it's got a lot going for it, but at the moment, it's I don't really know what's happening. Yeah, it's one of the. I mean, I'm I'm definitely going to give it a go because you know I'm a fan of Watchmen, and also David Lindelof 
is behind it, isn't it? Who's worked on Lost and he's worked on Leftovers. Damon Lindelof. Uh, yeah. And, um, Which sounds already what annoys me about the, the, you know, the stuff that's so big that it's setting up so much stuff that you can't follow it because it's just trying to already create a world that's going to last for twenty-five series. Or well, no, that, they've actually said David Lindelof said he only wants this to be a one-off. He's written this is a one-off series. Oh. This is just one story. So they have actually tried to, you know, see it as a limited series. I think. Wow, is it indeed? Okay, well, because I, I, I mean, uh, my, a friend of mine is is in it. Oh, and um, so we'll, we'll hopefully, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, well, well, hopefully, actually, uh, he 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 said he might be able to come on the podcast at some point when, uh, towards the end of the series. Great. Oh, um, so um, I, I yeah, I mean, bad, bad luck for him. He's not uh, he's not got more series to. To get yeah. paid for, and also bad luck uh, for him if Matthew doesn't enjoy it more as it goes on. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't enjoy it. I said, uh, uh, look, look, you know, me, 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 and Tom have a very, uh, very open relationship. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, good. Well, um, listen, the Crown is back. A series three of the Crown. Now then, let's just get where we're up to with this. Jamie, have you crowned it? I've watched an episode of the first series, and I'm probably ne- never going to go back to this. Oh my god, that never. makes me so unbelievably sad. Oh, mm. uh, Matt, I watched um, four or five episodes of the first series, and I have almost zero interest in watching anymore. Phenomenal! Wow! Wow! Okay. Uh, well, I think it's some of the best TV that I've ever seen. I think oh that Crikey. I really struggled with it for the first few episodes. Like, really struggled with it, but we cracked on. And I then realised that it's basically the Godfather, but true story of our royal family. And the more the wheels fall off on things and the, the, the truer it gets... I can't imagine, whilst they say they might enjoy it I can't imagine the royal family enjoy watching this um, is Prince Philip Fredo uh, <laughs> yes absolutely um, it's just it's it's uh, the way it handles historical events you know once you're out of that deep history of the sort of 50s and then the king dying and all of that stuff once you start to get into the way that that woman has had to uh, navigate the world and, and the harsh cruel things that she's had to do and i mean it's just brilliant i i love it it's it's um i love it as much as you know anything that we've talked about and this third series is now in the 60s you've got olivia coleman you know the cast is brilliant throughout the whole thing as usual olivia coleman is flipping brilliant and um the third episode of the new series is is in 1966 and it's based in the abavan tragedy um which do you, you two both know what the Aberfan tragedy was? Nah, no. Should be in our history book. So there's a mining town in South Wales, which uh, is a very small town. Um, in in Aberfan, the mountain basically slipped, the coal mine slipped, and there was a landslide, and it um, crushed, it killed about 
200 kids in a primary school and other people Ooh. in the village and this if, oh, fuck yeah, how, how yeah, have we not heard of that? Yeah. probably because it's Wales and not England and it's just one example of where the Welsh are uh, hard done by in history uh, from the English without getting into that um, it's uh, the, the episode you know my dad and my uncle grew up they were you know teenagers uh, probably 14 or 15 when that happened and I've read something my uncle wrote once about it which talks about his dad my granddad was one of the people who ran to the next town to try and help trying to dig children out of coal all night you know and f find all the dead bodies and um, and the 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 way that they tell it and having worked in Wales my theatre career only existed in Wales really and I know how strong opinions are about the, the nationalistic sort of opinions there and especially about the way that Wales is depicted in TV shows and characters the way that they tell this I can't think of anyone I know who would who would be offended it was nice to see a couple of friends of mine in it actually who, who I've cast in things um, Simon Armstrong who we've had on this podcast who was in Game of Thrones he he's in it um, but the point is the way they tell the story it's 55 minutes this episode and the way that they tell the story from beginning to end and the royal family's response to it is just brilliant TV it's just emotional I cried I was fascinated it was it's just brilliant and here is the only time I'm ever going to suggest this I am going to suggest to Matthew and Jamie and anybody else who isn't sold on the crown that go to season 3 episode 3 and just watch that episode because as a standalone piece of TV it's fucking amazing watch that if you like that that's what it's pretty much every episode once it gets going they're dealing with sort of big historical events that where the royal family got themselves into all sorts of trouble and um and that's where it's so good this show is the best research the best written show that I think I watch it's so good I can't tell you how much I think you're missing out so you've watched all the other series this oh is, yeah this is a third series yeah. yeah love it love it but again first five or six episodes had to press play on it Sarah was quite keen and everyone had said loads of people said oh watch The Crown and all that so sort of stuck with it but really once you're in that snowball it's just god damn it's brilliant it's brilliant mm, okay you're missing, I'll, I'll you're missing consider out. it consider it just, I just I just I can't find it in me to care about the royals that's you do, but that's the point is that those first few episodes you're caring about uh, it's asking you to care about them beyond that you're looking at stuff this is not a good depiction of the royal family half the time it's a real depiction so that's not that, that's not my point I, it's not that I like oh I want them to it's not that I think that anyone who watches it must love the royals it's just no. that I don't care no, it's not that I don't dislike them or anything. I just have no opinion, and I'm not interested. But in I, I don't care about gangsters, and I enjoy Goodfellas and some of Godfather. You know, it's it's that kind of thing. No, but uh, no, you no, care and interested is the is the different thing. The crime family is fascinating. That 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 is fascinating stuff. Whereas mm. the royal family, I have no interest no but I suppose you got interest in your country and this is you know a lot of one of the backbones of this is her going through different prime ministers and the social background that that comes with it how the country changed I've learned more about the history of Britain by watching this show than I ever did in history 
Um, no. And that's the context with which that's it's a in. Decent argument. It's really good, guys. It's really. It's like. What was the last thing we talked about that we all just bloody loved? I think I'm sure it was the last podcast. Succession. Succession, right? It's got that same, you know, that same like every minute is dripping with just brilliance. It's like I, that. I, just, I mean, I've seen enough of it to know that I don't feel, feel the same way about it as you. I, I'm, I just, don't. I'm just telling you that I, I also felt that way in the first half of the first series. I watched later in, in it as well. I specifically watched a couple of episodes where I knew someone in it. Okay, well, have a have a go at the uh, season three, episode three, just to see a uh, really fascinating piece of history that is uh, so moving and not it won't it's not completely miserable, but it's it's beautifully made. It's brilliant. Um, BoJack Horseman, by the way, I can't stop watching. I'm addicted. I love it. It's amazing. I finally when when is Rick and Morty season four, or is it already out there? I don't know, Jamie. No, I don't think it's. I don't think it's out yet. I think it's. I think it's imminent. No, but, uh, it is. It's out. It's out. It's not. Is it? It is. There's three episodes out there. I'm looking at it God, now. Don't be joking me. How the I, hell? I didn't. I didn't know this either. I mean, I. I think I've got. Um. You know, I've got some excuses with my internet being down. But um. Oh. Yeah, it, it, it's been out for for three weeks. No, no, hang on. No, it hasn't been out for three weeks. Wait, 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 wait. There have been two, ah. and the third one is on the twenty fourth. Ah, right. Okay. And but it started are... on the tenth of November. And how on... hasn't watched this fucking show? And you said you were going to. You little lying piece of shit. Oh, how old? Tried my best. I mean, I mean, I'm Instead, doing you Bojack, went off and watched Bojack, which is awesome. The same. Just because it's animated doesn't mean it's the same. Do you watch Bojack? <laughs> no. Ah, oh. Jamie, you do, don't you? Uh, yeah, I've not watched the latest stuff, but I watched. What was the one you were saying? It was Bob's Burgers. You were selling. Bob's yeah, I wanted to do a big, uh, a big plea to watch for that because. Talking about yeah, great animated shows, I didn't get to do it, did I? Yeah, did you I did. Get to do yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. did I do it? And, and what's <laughs> well, no, you didn't. I think maybe you started it, and we didn't actually let you do it. <laughs> oh, you made your point. That sounds right. What's it on? Netflix. Um, it's on it, um, Rick and Rick. And, no, Bob, uh, Bob's Burgers on is the Comedy Central. You can watch that. Ah, okay. okay. Which you you probably have it. Okay. It's so good, honestly. Both burgers is it wipes everybody out of the out of the out, every animation out of the out of the water at the moment. It's so good. There's such a wonderful family. It's like a really nice comedy. It's not cruel. It's not a satire. It's just funny. I'm it's afraid that's all we've got time funny. for tonight. Oh, so <laughs> we're going to have to crack on. I just 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 quite time to say that Pods Up North is a conference that's happening, a podcast conference that's happening in two days in Manchester, where many guest speakers are appearing. All of them phenomenal guest speakers, especially one it. me. If you happen to listen to this podcast on the day it lands, you've just got time. Go on. Google and search Pods Up North or have a look in our description of the podcast. I'll put a link in there. Tickets still available, £50 and up for a whole day of amazing speakers from podcasters around the world. Plus, a special guest star of Line of Duty is going to be there as well. Ooh, um, get an me. interview, Owl. 
and one of my enterprise customers, Erica Jackson, is uh, doing the coffee on the day. She's set up a coffee company with my help, and it's beautiful. That's called Coffee Monkey. If you go to Coffee Monkey Mugs dot co dot uk and order a bag of coffee for 10 pounds there i promise you you will love that coffee it's made differently it's very smooth if you don't like bitter coffee oh my god it's beautiful stuff uh and she'll be there as well so there's a couple of plugs but pods up north uh, maybe next year we'll have us all there doing a uh, a live box set pod from there that's one more one can but hope yeah that'd be good um, just, sorry, just last quick mention because I'm going to go and ha- eat something mm. but um, uh, either of you had a glimpse at the Mandalorian on the new Disney oh, Plus oh I've had a look at that trailer and that looks tasty my friend what's the I'm very tasty what what's I'm the Mandalorian I'm watch it later it's the new Star Wars TV series uh, oh oh wow Mandalorian of course being a reference to um, to the name of, of the the, uh, the the people that Boba Fett animal, uh, yes. they're like assassin. Boba people. Fett's armor, yeah, yeah. Wow. Mandalorian armor. Yeah. If there's it, yeah. if there's one world that I don't feel like has had enough story come out of it, it's the world of Star Wars. So I'm looking forward to that. But, but how all this is is that a sardonic comment? I'm yes, sure absolutely. Oh, yeah. I do believe this is the first ever. TV original TV series to come from the Star Wars universe it could be epic and the trailer looks that way I do recommend you take a look take a little sneaky peek Howell. and it's from I Disney there's been a couple of animated series about the Star Wars right movie. yeah that's true actually awful awful and Howell, this is this is this is yeah. Disney Howell. you love the pants off Disney okay so why don't you just get your ass in gear don't love the pants off what Disney did to Rogue One but that's for another time let's move on um, hey, look! I'm I'm as cynical about Star Wars as you come. I okay. think everything that has been made after Episode Six is fucking gash. Yeah. So. Um, oh, yeah. good. All right. Well, uh, there's some homework for everybody. So let's try and do well. Let's try and do one thing that will please someone else on this podcast by the next episode. And I'm gonna I'm gonna please Matthew, and I'm gonna watch Watchmen Episode One. That's what I'm gonna do. Go for it. I feel like you were going to do that anyway, Jamie. I feel like you've picked something that you would have done anyway. Um, Both of you watched episode three of season three of The Crown and just tell me you didn't like it. Just tell me you didn't care by the end of that episode and I'll never talk about it. I wish I had that kind of time, honey. I'm sorry. (laughs) Right. um, Oh, and if you've got something to say about The Crown to back me up, please do. Email us studio at theboxsetpod.com on any subject. Studio at theboxsetpod.com. Au revoir. Good night. And goodbye. Yeah, you know. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.